0: You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Punders, dribblers, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Special edition potty alert, special edition potty. We are here in studio previewing what was a couple of really nice chats. We sat down with Gallon, we sat down with Garside ahead of the pay-per-view Wednesday, May 11th. On main event via KO. You get the main event through KO. May 11th, Gallon fighting for the Australasian heavyweight title, the Australian heavyweight title. Garside is fighting to defend his lightweight title. Two great yarns, but the Biffs will be better. We're going to be at the Biffs. Biffs will be better. The potty's great, but the Biffs will be better than the potty. It's a no-limit card, no-limit, do it right. Right.
1: We love our friends at No Limit. We love our friends at Cairn. We love our friends at Main Event. It's as simple as that. But we've also met a couple of new mates, Tom. Like, Gallon, you already sort of knew. I was mates
0: with Gallen already. Sorry about
1: it. But, uh, you know, me and now are now really tight. Yeah. Really tight. Yeah. Told him how much we loved the state. He was very reciprocal. He said he'd rather have played for Manly than the Sharks.
0: That's hot off the press. He
1: literally says it.
0: He might and have not said it on camera, but he did say it. He
1: did say it. And then Harry Garside, who... He's
0: a new friend to both of us. Well, you know, do I have a
1: crush on him? Sure.
0: I do. Yeah. I do have a crush on Garside. Got a crush. A really cool dude. Very interesting. He's one of the most interesting people we've spoken to. And he can fucking fight his he dick off. He can fight his dick off. He's interesting, and he can fight his dick off now. Interesting fact, and we only found this out recently as well. If you want to buy the main event through KO, you actually don't even need to have a KO subscription. So if you're one of those dumb fucks out there, and sadly the world is filled with dumb fucks and there are some dumb fucks out there that don't have KO, you can still buy the main event through KO in front of the paywall.
1: Through the power of technology. Yeah. Giving choice to the punter and the jibber. There is no better way to spend a Wednesday night... Pour yourself a stiff tequila Mm. and cheers to the fact that hump day is over. There's two days to go and you've got glorious fights ahead of you. So do what's right by the main event via KO, 7pm, May 11th. Now, onto the yarns, onto the dribble.
0: Welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast, the home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Joining us ahead of his heavyweight Australasian, Australasian heavyweight title fight, forgive me, against Chris Terzewski next Wednesday, May 11th. We've got the
2: great Paul Gallen. Gal, how are you? I'm good, boy. It's good to know you're unqualified at talking <laughs> about sports. Eh? I can't go wrong here, surely. No, absolutely not. Um,
0: look, off the top, just want to... we Look, we obviously fight fans, but we're rugby league fans as well and proud New South Welshman, and we feel like... When we're having a yarn to you before we get into anything, just to thank you for services to the state. <laughs>
2: thank you. You've done a lot for the state. I've done a lot. It was a tough time, though. It was I'm a tough time. Yeah, it, was tough. You... it was tough. I went for the uh, Queensland era of dominance, and look, their golden period without a doubt. It was tough, but uh, you're probably like the only person
0: there. that came out of that era like with their reputation intact. <laughs> <tapped.
2: laughs> just, just, yeah, it was, uh, it was tough. That's, yeah, and now that I'm retired, I can admit it. That team they had were just. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, at you'll least... never see. You'll never see another team like I don't care what they say, what the Queenslanders want to say, what anyone wants to say. That was a once in a lifetime. Team.
1: Yeah. Now we're diehard Manly fans. We got to ask you. Yeah, that, that was next. No, that no. was next. I was about to. Did, have did you yesterday. almost? Did you almost sign with them?
2: Is that? Yes, was that true? Did, right. I'll tell you how close I was. I actually went over there to look for a house to live in. Oh, that's how close I was. Like, what happened, Ricky? I went back to Ricky Stewart. Said, "Mate, I'm going." And he goes, "Oh yeah, you want to play rep footy?" I said, yeah. He goes, well, you won't be playing red for you. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I'm the Australian coach, then I'm going to pick you. That was pretty much it. That's pretty much how it went Sticky. down. That's what he said to me. That's what he said to me with my manager there and Shane And That's what he said to me. And I believe it. Stupidly, I should have known, Bob Fulton picks the team. He was that manly. He was the one who tried to get me to manly. Oh. So I probably would have been right anyway. But uh, but anyway, I believe Sticky and uh, I stayed I stay there and... I, could have, I would have gone there at uh, the end of 2007. He just won the comp in 08. I then had the next opportunity to go there in 2010 when Ricky Shield got sacked out so of coach clause in my contract. And uh, and then you would have won the comp in So you imagine how I'm feeling when, <laughs> when about 2013 or 14 when the new, you know, what hit the fan. And I'm going, oh, well, thanks to the club. Yeah. And I could have won two premierships and everything would have been sweet. But... Thankfully, we got there in 2016, which makes it all, all it. good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Jesus Christ, all we missed out on that, mate. It's so, not mate.
2: Trust <laughs> me, if I had, went through my whole career not winning a premiership, yeah, it, it that just that. makes you feel complete as a footy player to honest. Yeah. And going through one, not winning one, it, is, it would be hard. It would be pretty sad.
0: What, you, like, what you've done since retiring, and obviously it started a little bit towards the end of the career, but like you've almost had a fully successful boxing career after this incredible NRL career. Is that, did you envisage it at any point getting to the level it's been? Like, all of these main event fights, this is your second title fight. Did you, was this, like, in your vision when you started getting into this? No, nah, not at all. I've got to say,
2: not at all. I um, started boxing to make a little bit of extra money in the off-season. Because the off-season, I'll tell you what, I've got to say, boxing really helped me prolong my career because it gave me something else to concentrate on in the off-season. You hear rugby league players, all they complain about about rugby league is the off-season. They all hate the off-season. So I thought I wanted to do something different, especially towards the back end of my career. So I started boxing and then I realised there's a bit of money in it. So I I started making a few extra bucks in the off-season. That's what it was all about. And then when I realised I was going okay. um, you know, and then I had certain people try to sign me up to fight with them, and uh, I thought well, this, this could go somewhere here. And then uh, met the Rose Boys, and they started No Limit. and I think I was on their first one, of their first fight cards in Sydney, which went went really, really good. And then um, I think we had a, the next fight cards with Tim Zhu on the undercard, and I think I fought uh, Hopawade and it just exploded, went awesome. Then I fought uh, Junior Paulo, and the, the numbers on that were huge, and it just sort of went from there. and uh, you know, just kept escalating from there, and I've said from day one, I'm, I'm here to make a dollar, not here for titles. But it turns out that uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough; I'll, I'll be fighting for both next Wednesday.
1: Well, mate, it'd be nice if you got one. Nice it to have a, an Australasian title
2: hanging in the in the bar room, mate. Yeah, it will be, and an Australian title too. And look, a lot of things have got to come together for these titles to be to fight for these titles. I mean, we're lucky enough. Uh, Joe Goodall and Justice winning are fighting for a regional belt in about a month's time, so they had to or Justice had to relinquish the Australian title. Um, so it just sort of fell into place because it, it's very hard to make boxing, to even make the fight happen, to be honest. There's so many egos involved. There's so many people involved. There's money involved. So to make the actual fight come together is pretty hard. But then to be able to fight for a title is even harder. And it just so happened that it all sort of fell into place. He Chris won the Australasian title about two months ago. So that's why he had that. Uh, and then Justice, as I said, relinquished the Australian title. So now we get to fight uh, for both of those titles. So looking forward to it. And right at the back end of my career to be able to win them. And... Have them in the bar at home. Yeah. Uh, we we pretty cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who is for those of you that like you know Chris obviously not a household name necessarily like what is maybe something like what's his biggest strength? What's the thing that you know if people are watching the fight uh, May 11th next Wednesday uh, main event Pacquiao pay per view uh, like what's the what's the his biggest element that yeah, he's bringing? You gotta be aware his, of
2: his boxing ability, his his head movement, and his his footwork. He he, he moves a hell of a lot. He, he doesn't. He's not a still target ever. Uh, he's a southpaw, which is um, always makes for an interesting fighter, southpaw versus an orthodox fighter, because th- they are awkward southpaws. They are they are very different. And he's a very good boxer. He's very, very fast. He's younger than me. Um, he's very skillful. but uh, I think deep down he's soft. Uh, I think I've think i seen him quit before. I watched him in a, in a particular fight. I know the fighter that he fought, and I th- he quit that night. There's no doubt he quit that night. He said he's training through in the tower, but it doesn't matter if you're training through in the tower. At the end of the day, it reflects on you as a person, and you as a fighter, or you as an athlete, and he quit that night. Um, I saw it, and I've got no doubt that I can make him quit again. Do
1: you reckon that's your biggest strength, like your toughness? Like you yeah, just, it is. You, you didn't give an inch in Origin, and then when you come in and you're fighting, even like Justice, like yep. that was a that was a pretty was brutal, brutal night. Brutal, but brutal, but brutal you didn't. Night for myself. Yeah, but yeah, nice but you hung around, it. you know? Yeah, I
2: hung in. It wasn't nice to watch it, and <laughs> and that's that's what he's hoping. In this fight, he's he said uh, I've, I've done an interview with him, and he's hoping that at 40 years of age, I'm not going to want to be hit the amount of times he's going to hit me. That's what he's hoping. You know, he's he's trying to say he's going to hit me as many times as Justice hit me. Now he has that speed, he has that accuracy, he has that skill, but I don't think he's going to be able to hit me hit me as many times as Justice did, um, and I don't think he's going to have the power to be able to hurt me. So when he hits me with his best shot, and I'm still standing there um, and coming forward at him and trying to hurt him, he's he's going to he's going to shit himself even more. What what
0: element of boxing was the? Uh, hardest to master, or not even master, but just like when you started doing it, the one where you were like, holy shit, like the thing that you sort of had to work the hardest
2: at? Just trying to stay relaxed. Yeah. And it, it seems so easy and so simple, and my trainer still tells me today in between sessions, while we're doing sessions, relax, relax. You, don't, it's, you can't have tension. You can't be grrr, gritting your yeah, teeth. Because yeah. you're, you're zapping energy doing that. you just got to stay relaxed as much as you possibly can. Float around the ring, move your head. And just constantly stay relaxed. The only time you need any tension, then my trainer tells me every session, the only time you need any tension is right on the end of that punch. As You don't even clench your fish. You don't even have your fist clenched. Until right at that moment, just for impact, that's when you clench your fish. That's when there's tension right at the end. And to master that, I don't know if anyone's ever mastered it, to be honest, yeah. I, I, I certainly am not great at it. Because when I, when I see someone on punch, you're like, I want to get you. Like, you got that, just that attitude from rugby league. is just still in me. And... Um, that's the hardest thing to master. Definitely, without a doubt, that's the hardest thing, and I haven't mastered it. Do
0: you think you'd knock Nate Miles out now? <laughs> like, if you were throwing that punch, like, if you were throwing, you know, in that game, do you reckon uh, you would have knocked he, him out, or his that, head's just
2: too big? Yeah, he's got a special head. A bit like me, I've got a special head too, and uh, no, I wouldn't have knocked him
1: out. No. You got him very clean. Have you yeah. got any, um, when you're getting ready for a fight, is there anything that you sort of do habitually? You I know? treat
2: it exactly like rugby league. Yeah. I treat it the same, like, when I prepared for rugby league, I did everything I could to make sure I was well prepared mentally and physically as I could going into the game, and I would just treat that well. I've prepared well and I'm going to play well. And boxing's the same. I just treat it exactly the same way. Prepare for boxing physically and mentally as best I can. Um, yeah, I get to the ground, I have a banana. I used to have a banana before the warm-up. I have a banana for the warm-up uh, boxing and um, wear a pair of swimmers, I think. to No, I used to wear swimmers. I don't think I wear a press swimmers anymore. I don't even know what I do. Um,
0: but um, <laughs> What do you do to calm your nerves? Like as you were saying, like that's one of the hardest things to do. Like what is there anything that you like any tactics to no, try and just get no, you?
2: I, I, I treat it, as I said, I treat it like rugby league. I just treat it, I go back to always go back to my preparation. That's all I did in Rugby League. I always went back to my preparation. If I prepared well physically and mentally, I well, know I was ready to play. It doesn't guarantee you're gonna play well. Doesn't mean you're get, get to go there and kill it and score a try or you know, make hundred runs or hundred tackles. That doesn't guarantee it, but it just gets you in the mind that you know you're ready. You know you've done everything you can mentally and physically to prepare. And I just treat it the box in the same way. I just I, I, I train hard. I'm physically prepared, and I just tell myself, I reinforce myself in my mind that I'm that i have trained harder than him. I know I know I'm physically more prepared than him and I'm mentally more prepared than him. And if I take that into the fight, it doesn't guarantee a win, but it holds me in good stead to get the job done. Don't
1: know if you read this, but Cambosis is he's going to stop rooting until the fight. He's sworn off He's rooting. sworn off. At, he's not. He, he wants to perform on the night. Have you ever thought uh, about doing that? And
2: I've got four kids. I get it whenever I get it. Okay? Whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> Any. Tonight we on the...
1: So you're not saying no on the lead-up, mate? I'm, no, not I'm, not saying
2: no, I'm not saying no the night before. <laughs> well,
0: there you go. That's that mystery, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's not.
2: <laughs> oh, they, look, he is at the... Uh, the top echelon, isn't he? So, I mean, uh, maybe maybe you have to sacrifice... I know I've sacrificed a lot over the last five weeks, but having sex with my wife won't be one of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mate, um, look, just to wrap it up before we let you go, I last year embarked on a bit of, like, a a health kick journey. I'd put on a couple of kgs. And I had a trainer, and he got me down on the beach uh, in Clavelli, just throwing the mitts around, you know, trying to do some pad work. And then some asshole snapped me on camera. Um, and I was just hoping that maybe you could have a look at my work, give me a bit of feedback, let me know where I'm potentially performing well and yeah. where I could, yeah, What well, the strengths and weaknesses strength are. Strengths and weaknesses, yeah, so yeah, we'll just yeah. chuck it across here. Now, how are we getting this full screen?
2: Who, who, snapped, who snapped you? Some dribbler who watches the <laughs> podcast, unfortunately. Just a fan. Oh, oh, really? yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. What do you reckon? What do we reckon here? <laughs>
2: You've got you to twist your body into it more. That's one thing my trainer also tells me. you got to hit... He always tells me, hit with your hips. Don't hit... Think about it. you obviously got to throw your hand, and, and your hand's what makes contact, but you've got to twist your hips into it.
0: Yeah, have you I got, got what it takes? Your
2: hips aren't moving. And let me tell you the other thing. Your hands, you're doing this every time. Every time you throw a punch, you're doing that and doing that and doing that. Someone's so going to so, take your head off real quick.
0: So not impressive.
2: Look, I love you. Yeah. And you're a nice guy. Yeah. And I've had fun with you boys. But yeah. You're in trouble. Okay. Yeah, You're okay. in trouble. I'm in some trouble. You
1: would have been about the same age when he started.
2: now, 45? No, what are you talking
0: about? I'm in the early, early stages of my 30s.
2: Mate, Nowhere near. You don't
1: look a day older than me, trust me. <laughs> we we can't let you go before we asked, like, if you, you know, if you were a betting man and you were looking to, you know,
0: just
2: pick around, a pick a method. Yeah. Well, the method will be. I think about. I think about a out I do. I think about to stop him. So yeah. K O or T K O. What round? Yeah. I'll say. I'll say late. I'll say round eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. It's, I think it's gonna be. I think he's pretty. That's he's pretty gonna good. be reasonably tough. But as I said, I'll. I'll find it in there somewhere. I'll be able to track him down, and I'll say round eight. Yeah, awesome. it won't be
1: tough enough. Good on you, gal go, mate. Won't good won't tough luck. Enough. Thanks, thanks, boys. Thanks for chatting
0: with us, mate.
2: Cheers, no worries. Beauty. Thank you.
0: Continuing our preview, our hype up, if you will, of this massive. Boxing card, no-limit card for next Wednesday, May 11th. Joining us, the great Harry Garside. How are you?
3: Good, good. Thanks for having me on, boys. Mate, thanks for being here. How are you feeling? You ready to go? Ready to go, yeah. There's only five weeks between my last fight and this one, so all the preparation was done, all the hard preparation was done for the last fight. It's all about just maintaining and uh, making sure I'm, I'm looking at the last fight and, and looking to grow and evolve and, and making sure I show up uh, on fight day and bring my best as I always try my best to do.
0: You mentioned the last fight. You it was a it was a great fight. You looked really good. You and he the guy uh, who you fought, whose name escapes me, but like he made, had a good account of himself, even though it seemed like he got pummeled quite convincingly. How do you feel after a fight like that physically? Like you didn't take really much damage at all, and you sort of bashed him around. Like how long does it take for your hands to recover and things like that? Is that a a long period of time? Do you rest much after that?
3: Yeah, I had a few days off, mate. He, he was an exceptional athlete. He showed mm. up to fight and I hit him with my best and he sort of walked straight through it. Yeah. So I remember I, I stood up for the whole fight and I remember getting to round eight and I'm thinking, geez, I wish I sat down. Um, yeah, dude, you just, I know, we were going,
0: holy shit, you just stand. is that something you always done? Just stand in the corner and not Yeah,
3: start? in the amateurs, you used to only fight three rounds, so it's quite easy to, yeah. to stand. But during 10 rounds, standing the whole time, I was thinking, geez, I can't wait for this to be over.
0: Did it start to take a toll? <laughs>
3: A little bit. As if you were uh, taking heaps of damage, and I think it would probably do, take a toll. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like I was making a few punches miss. And out of the whole fight, there was probably maybe 10 to 15 shots that I felt like actually landed cleanly. Yeah. So I was uh, I was actually pretty good. But I think if I was ever to fight someone who, who hit me more than 15 times, I think it would probably take the toll. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, Tom and I were remarking actually when we were watching the fight over text. I was like, he's not even sweaty. Pudders of Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest-selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout-out to the the Dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five-star, all of them, at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Bang, Rosé on there, code Manly, 50 bucks off a case, pretty fucking generous if you ask me, but we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right gull it up at the end of the fight like have you always had a big engine or is that something you just work your ass off to get
3: oh it's a bit of both i've always been an endurance athlete i, I ran my first marathon when i was how old was i, I was probably 16 or 17 jesus
1: show off yeah yeah, yeah we're doing one this year mate yeah. hey we'll
3: nice right nice get some
1: runners <laughs> <off> of, <you. laughs> of course
3: <laughs> uh, but yeah i've always been an endurance athlete i've loved like long distance running i love endurance sort of sports so i think after after boxing Besides, obviously, doing the ballet, I'll also be probably doing triathlons and stuff like that. I'm used to swimming.
0: Just quickly, we want to get to the ballet as well. The standing in the corner, is there an aspect of just, like, fucking with him, going, like, you aren't doing a thing to me
3: here, mate? Yeah, of course. There's a mental thing. But I'm also reading, I don't know if you've ever read Open by Andre Agassi. Great book. Great book. I highly recommend. And he talks about sitting down during a, during a tennis match and how bad it is sometimes. I mean, you, when you sit down, your, your brain is actually told that it's time to recover, it's time to rest. So, you know, by staying up and staying alert, you know, I've, I've got to go out to war next round. So if I sit down, I feel like I'm telling my body it's time to rest, it's time to recover, when really you've still got work to be done.
1: Interesting. It'd be very intimidating to watch a bloke. Who's I was not intimidated. Down.
0: I was intimidated watching it. I'm like, yeah. dude, he's a machine. Like, and he's just getting—he's belting this guy, and then just stand there and yeah. staring at him. I was like, this is terrifying. I just town and go, huh? yeah, 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 I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. This is a wrap. <laughs>
1: for me here. But you move very well. Like you you move terrifically. Coming from two gentlemen who don't move. We don't move, <laughs> but I like to know. I like to say that we I can appreciate spot someone movement. that moves well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got a good we got an eye for movement. Yeah. And Just what I saw, on a
3: Saturday we, night the dance floor <laughs> uh, I can imagine I can imagine you'd be
1: impressed. <laughs> It'd be unfair. You know, I'd ask you to leave. <laughs> but you can tell at least I think I can tell that you're classically trained, which you you are. How how long have you been doing ballet for and was it ballet then boxing or Boxing and ballet.
3: Boxing and ballet. So yep. I only started in 2019. So it's been the last sort of three years. And of those three years, it's been COVID. So um, I haven't done heaps of it, but I absolutely love it. And I always wanted to try ballet. I was just a little bit scared to tell my brothers and my dad, they're pretty old fashioned and mm. they're, they're the blokey blokes. Yeah. Um, but finally built up the courage and, and, and started in 2019 and, and fell in love with it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And... I think any form of dance is, is really valuable for, for all athletes, not, not just you know, ballet. But I think if anyone wants to sort of get themselves uncomfortable and learn about their body and how it moves, and, and I think any form of dance is really good for, for growth as a human.
0: So did you want to do ballet because you knew it would be helpful to boxing or was it just something that was an interest for you?
3: So, two things. Like, I always was really interested my favourite movies growing up was High School Musical, Bring It On, Centre Stage. I loved movies okay. like this growing up. I used to get bullied by my brothers a fair bit. Good movie, High School Musical. Oh, great movie. I know all the words off my heart, mate. We can sing later. <laughs> yeah, but my, it's funny, my brothers used to bully me, but then they will be sitting down next to me watching it, so I'm thinking, hold on a minute, <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah, like yeah, this movie, yeah. don't you? Uh, but I was always really interested in, like, performance arts growing up, but where I grew up, it was, like, I mean, not many people, do that. So I sort of kept it in and, as I said, finally built up the courage to do it. And obviously, the the transferring of the weight, the strictness, the discipline, there's so many similarities to boxing that it just transfers really well. So I've, uh, I've definitely noticed an improvement in my boxing since I started.
0: And is it something you're saying, like... W- Post-career, obviously, there's, you're nowhere near that, but you, is that something you pursue, ballet? Like, what's how would that look? Oh, I'm Perform pretty useless, or? mate. I,
3: I, but I 100% it's on my bucket list. You know, I don't know if it'll be bloody in, like, in the, the biggest theatres in the world, but I, mm. I've always said I'd love to do, like, a ballet performance where I grew up in in Melbourne. Lurid, I sort of the end of the train line, imagine all the boys half-cut, and then watching they'll be <laughs> really screaming, throwing beers at me. So yeah. uh, it would be a lot of fun, and it's on my bucket list, mate. I really want to do a performance one day, but I need to get better. I'm still pretty useless. <laughs> Do you go to ballet? Do you go watch it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Yeah, I went to one, uh, American in Paris. It's like a theatre slash ballet, and it was fantastic. I went there the other day. It was really good.
0: Really? I watch the uh, Sugar Plum Fairy with my daughter every once in a while on YouTube. She's obsessed with it, so, you know, we can can talk ballet a little. (laughs) Um, Look, you kind of just burst into our lives last year with the Olympics, and, you know, whenever the Olympics is on... Uh, you know, the nation just gets around whoever they've got their athletes. Obviously, you did well as well. You got a bronze medal. How was that experience for you at the Olympics, like, and the explosion of awareness that you had within the, the nation?
3: Yeah, it was amazing, mate. Like, no one can really prepare you for, for moments like that. Like, before the Olympics, all the people that knew me were my parents. So, it's uh, it's pretty crazy to, to be walking now. And, and sometimes, like, a young person comes up to you. I still feel like that young kid who used to get Andrew Gage to sign my sneakers. And, um, you mean, obviously, watching Grant Hackett, that's a massive inspiration of mine in 2004. Uh, Australia beating Uruguay 2005 to qualify mm-hmm. for the World Cup. What a moment. I always see you. Moments like that mate were just, were just amazing and to, to finally get the opportunity after failing five times to, to make an Olympic team. I was just grateful to be there mate and to, to look down. I'm so patriotic and to look down to my heart and see the Australian emblem with the Olympic rings. I'm just a sporting fan, yeah. that And I'm just very grateful to be there. Do you it. get
1: around the house with the medal on? Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> do you sleep medal, it on every time I you open it? Gave the it medal
3: away. Did you? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I gave it to the MCG. Um, yeah, it's just like it's it's material I don't really care too much about the medal. It's sure. more it's more the person that I become. I mean, on the pursuit of, of actually achieving that something like that. So, you know, that's, that's more of a focus for me. Like, of course, I've got massive ambitions, but also I just want to make sure I'm becoming a good human. And the way I become a good human is by, you mean, know, expecting a lot from myself and, and trying to reflect a lot. And um, it's not so much about, you know, accolades or, or medals or, or stuff like that. It doesn't mean too much.
0: You seem to be, like, quite a... I mean, I don't know if deep think is the right word, but just, like, quite considered and a thoughtful person... And that probably isn't something that many people would connect with a fighter, right? Like, it just, rightly or wrongly, it just sort of isn't probably the natural inclination that someone is going to think of. Where's that come from? You, what are your parents like? Is that sort of an inspiration you got from
2: them?
3: Yeah, Have you absolutely. Have always been that way? Yeah, I've, I've always been really curious. I'm really curious about the world. And I was really fortunate to, like, travel. I travelled a couple of times overseas before 18. And then through boxing, I travelled heaps through the amateurs and stuff like that. Lived in the Philippines for three months. And I think travelling and, and, and experiencing things, and, and my mum, she's a medium, so she's very spiritual. She talks oh, to dead people. Really? And my dad's a roof tiler, so she's okay. a good, hard-working Aussie bloke. Yeah. So having that mix of, of being my dad, being a hard-working Aussie bloke and a bit realistic, and then my mum, who's spiritual and flowy, and it was a, it was a great, great mix. They sort of really complement each other really well. And as I said, travelling the world, living in the Philippines for three months, with, with, there was no bed, you were sleeping on the ground, and, and it sort of just gives you a different perspective mm. for life, I think.
0: How's it go? Can I just like how's the medium life? That just seems like a very interesting gig. What's what's your take on it?
3: Yeah, it's interesting, mate. I don't like, I don't know if I fully believe it, to be yeah. honest. I don't know if anyone's ever don't watched it. Don't tell that. your mum that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, how I'm, does that go over dinner? I know. <laughs> we always used to take the piss out of it. Just, like, <laughs> smoking a few Hong Kongs, mum. <laughs> um, but yeah, see I just know my mum's not a liar. So yeah. it's like, it's actually hard to question it, but I know my mum's not a liar, yeah. she truly believes it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched Afterlife, Ricky Gervais, the ads. Uh, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah, it's great. Woman. And I think he gives a good perspective of like, you know, and it's like if people believe it, fantastic. Yeah. But, um, I don't know if I fully, believe, I don't know if I'm sold on it yet, but she fully believes it and it's great for her, she has a passion.
0: Yeah, yeah there's
1: a lot of
3: people in my life to believe it. Yeah, same.
0: I'm, I'm not, I haven't made up my mind yet, but there's I, I, I sort of am you, in your camp though, right? Like I've got no reason to have an... An issue with anyone believing it right just let them rip when do you so you go sorry mate
1: you've had two fights now this should be the third have you got like a bit of a roadmap that you've sort of played out in your head of how you know you can get from where you're at to i assume wanting to be a world champion
3: yeah i think i've said to my team i really want to focus on over the next two years becoming world rated and then hopefully fighting for world titles i'm 24 so there's no real immediate rush but at the same time i want to be doing it soon because George Cambosis has set the bar of what's possible for an Australian fighter. Mm. Us younger athletes, we have to try and raise that bar. Mm. So, you know, I want to become a unified champion, then either move up or move down a weight division and try and unify it to weight divisions. So that's that's the goal, for sure.
0: Any... Like, cause you and George, same weight division, correct? correct? Is there any... Would you fight George? Do you know him well? Is there any...
3: I've never actually spoke to George. But I'm okay. the type of athlete I'd love to fight anyone, to yeah. be I think... The only way you learn, the only way you improve, is to fight the best, and he is truly the best at the mm. moment. So I'm a type of athlete. Win, lose or draw, you mean I'll take a lot from a performance like that. Fighting someone like that, what an opportunity that is! Yeah, uh, you mean, and you say if I was to lose, you train harder, be better, and fight him next time, and try and beat him next time.
1: Now we asked Gale this before, and he had his own opinions, but Cambosis has sworn off sex until the fight. Have, have you ever heard of that before? What do you make of it? It's something you'd look to do?
3: Yeah, I did, uh, was it, 85 days before the Olympics? 85 days not ejaculating. Um, none. None, none, Shit. yeah. Wow. yeah. So like that. You're
0: a monk? I
1: mean, you know, <laughs> mate, it was hard. and it was
3: hard. What a is that? Le- three months? Three months, yeah, almost. Just, just under three months. That's more
0: impressive <laughs> than anything you've done <laughs> it, so,
3: it was such a letdown when I actually did get the chance to do it. It was such a letdown. It's a bit of an anti-climate. Oh, is Jesus! This it? Is
1: it all for nothing. <laughs> well, when I thought, but, like, oh, why'd no. you do that? Was it? Is it about building up testosterone? Is it about being disciplined?
3: There's a, there's a few things about scientifically proven that it might benefit you, but for me, it's all mindset. Yeah. I was doing things like before you... Olympics, I read a chapter of a book every day and meditated every day, um, saying things in a mirror every day. I had these alarms set and it was so stupid. I had these alarms set and they would go off like 10 times a day and I'd stop, close my eyes and I'd picture myself on the podium. You know, just things like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, Hectic. I don't know if it helps, but it's like, if it does, fantastic. I mean, I'll do anything that might help.
1: Better but it happened well. though, right?
3: Yeah. So... It's, it's funny because I, when I was doing that, and I did that for three months in advance, right? When I was doing that, I could see myself on the podium, but I couldn't see myself in the middle. I, really, right. I was really... And I would always open my eyes, and then I'd reset. I'd go, come on, be in the middle, be in the middle. But I could never see it. Really? Was doing in, really doing my head. Interesting. What is
0: the... Like, where do you get your inspiration for that sort of behaviour? Are there people that you, like, read from who have done things in the past? Like, that That seems, like, incredibly disciplined, but also, like, there's inspiration from somewhere.
3: Yeah, there's, there's many people. I'm very, really grateful. The Gold Medal Ready program uh, was a program the Australian Institute of Sport run with the Commander Regiment, so the Australian Army, and... Through that process, they, they, they taught us to sort of be mentally strong and, and you're, you're, you're working alongside people who have been in actual com- combat, hand to hand combat in war. So their mindset's a little bit different. It's life or death. Yeah. But we have the same response. So I learnt a lot from that. Of course, people like David Goggins. We all love David. Yeah, phones. we love him. You know, great that, yeah, minds. Yeah. It makes you feel like a like a weak. Dog, oh, it makes you feel he? terrible. Yeah, it's Betty firing, Betty so
2: but
0: he's like, a you You're not
3: getting me off the couch today, yourself. David. Sorry. He
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. just turned you off. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> just locked the phone and back to sleep. <laughs> just going
3: to mute him there. Um, but yeah, there's many people out there, and I think the best thing about I know people trash the phones, especially the older generation. They trash the phones. The best thing about the phone is we have everything at our fingertips. Mm. So if you want to put your social media with, with inspirational, motivational people, you can do that. I mean, it's your choice. You want to f- follow people who are negative. And I just have a big focus on following people who fill my, fill, fill my glass up. And uh, I've got a lot of people that, that I follow that do that. So I'm pretty grateful.
0: What was the Olympics like in a lockdown COVID world? And also, what were the beds like? Because we heard <laughs> they were just like cardboard, sex-proof, essentially. Oh, we don't want to make this proof. all about rooting. But <laughs> what was that experience like? And also the beds?
3: Yeah, the, the beds were interesting, mate. I'm pretty fortunate. I actually like sleeping on concrete. So, like, and it felt like concrete. They were cardboard beds with the, the mattresses that are about that big, and they were pretty like pretty pretty terrible. But yeah. I loved it. You I mean a lot of the other athletes hated Why it. Why do
0: you so. like sleeping on concrete?
3: I don't know. I've just like straightened me back. That's that's my excuse. Straightens me back. But Righto. I really, uh, I really, I didn't mind the beds and the Olympic experience. I think because we couldn't go to other sports like a normal Olympics, because we couldn't really socialize with other teams properly. It really made the Australian headquarters really special in walking around people like Patty Mills, Kate Campbell, Jess Fox. These are people who I like, idolize. Ariane Timmons, these are yeah. people who I look up to. And just sort of walking around, like, bumping shoulders with them and having a having a chat with them. Like, how good. I had a few beers with Patty Mills at the end. And, oh, really? Mate, very grateful. That's I'll, mad. Yeah, I'll take that to the grave. Yeah. Was,
1: was there a lot of chance going on, like Advanced Australia Fair and Aussie, Aussie, Aussie and stuff? Like-
3: at the end, for sure. When yeah, the Boomers yeah. got that bronze medal, when yes. they come back, that was a big night. That was a, that was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, we had. Had, gee, I can't remember much of it. We had a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> Special <laughs> night. Yeah. The uh, so, look, just because obviously people know you, maybe Leighton, uh, forgive me, Leighton, McFerrin, less uh, less known opponent maybe just in the sort of, again, the general uh, you know, people at large. A little bit about him and maybe what his strengths are, things that you're sort of planning for and that, you're, that you've got to be wary of when you fight him next week.
3: To be honest, mate, I've been trying to find some footage of him but I can't find any. So Oh really? Yeah, I just know that he's uh he's had six fights, one loss, and he's from Tasmania. And everyone from Tasmania is usually tough as nails. Yeah. So I'm sure he's gonna be there to fight and it's it's a massive opportunity for him. If he if he beats someone like me, it sort of propels his career mm. forward. So you know, I've got a lot on the line for this one as yeah. well. So gonna show up and, and make sure I fight properly and fight good and, and never overlook an opponent. As I said, he's from Tasmania. He's tough. He's strong. Look at the mullet. Which is if you see the mullet, a photo of him, it looks bloody Oh, good, he's mate. got a Oh, he's e-raring oh, oh, as well. Oh, he's hey, marred. have a
0: look oh, at check it. Check there. It's look. Oh. That, that's a Tasmanian mullet. should. Is, I should make a deal like with him before.
3: Shopper. I should make the deal with him. Whoever loses has to shave the mullet. Yeah, off.
0: it's like WWF sort of. Yeah, you should. <laughs> the mullet shave and and just like so with with a fight like that or just in fights generally when you're uh, like nerves. How do you handle nerves coming into something as you as you? say so you got a lot on the line, as you always do, but, like, how do you handle nerves?
3: Yeah, I kind of really embrace it and I really enjoy it. So I've been boxing since I was nine, 16 years in the sport. I had over 105 fights. Um, Jesus. I, yeah, I had a lot in the amateurs and, and, obviously, this has been my third as a pro. So, um, I'm, yeah, I, I love the nerves. It makes you, honestly, feel the most alive, you mean. I, I chase experience, I chase emotion and I... And, it, as I said, before a fight, it makes me feel so alive. Like, everything is heightened. I mean, I can, I can see my opponents. I can see the sweat dripping. I can see his muscles twitching. I can see his lungs moving. Like, you're so present and you're so aware in that moment. And, as I said, it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Crazy. Um, Beautiful stuff. Finally, yeah. if you
0: were sitting opposite a couple of gentlemen who also gamble on sports sometimes, <laughs> if you were to just predict... Around round and a method that the fight may end. Where, what's your, what are you seeing when you close your eyes and those alarms go off?
3: I'm hoping for a round seven stoppage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Round seven. That's
1: Love
3: pretty it. easy. Well, gal's mate. round eight. Yeah, gal's <laughs> round, round eight.
0: Seven. You're You're seven. round seven. That's easy. Make it happen. Mate, good, good luck. Hey, thanks, guys, boys. Thanks a lot thanks for having, having a chat with us and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing the fight. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. Aren't you a fucking bunch of lucky P's and D's? Gal, gar side, greatness. But remember, May 11th, Main event via KO. Don't have to be a subscriber. Don't have to be a subscriber, but you've got to get the main event. Unless you're going to be at the fucking fight with Edward and myself, buy the pay per view. It's your only excuse. Via KO. You know what else? You know who else is on there? Nikita Zoo. Woohoo! Kostya's boy. Yeah. Kostya's other boy. You know what his nickname is? The Butcher. Oh my that's God. That's pretty badass, dude. bro. That's badass. The Butcher? That's fucking bad You know bad what butchers do? But they, they cut up meat. They butcher things, They right? butcher things.
1: Butchers butcher. Yeah. Simple as that. Guyside, outside, Gallen. Cheers. Thanks for your time. Love you, cunts. Buy the pay-per-view.
0: He called oh. you cunts. He called you cunts. Just so you know. He called you cunts. In love. Main event, KO. Main event, KO. Main event, KO. Wednesday, May 11th. Could you two just not
2: talk anymore?